0: Hi, it's Susan, and you are listening to the Women's Evolution Podcast, where I aim to advance gender equity one glass ceiling at a time. I speak to women who are doing an amazing job working in male dominated professions, and also men and organizations who are looking to advance women in particular industries. I invite you to follow me on Instagram at Women's Evolution Podcast share this podcast, leave a review, and if you or someone you know has a great gender equity story, please reach out. Enjoy the next episode. So hello everyone. It's Susan from the Women's Evolution Podcast. And today I'm speaking with Melissa Nunez, who is a Certified Financial Planner. And I'm actually, Melissa, gonna have you tell everyone what a Certified Financial Planner is.
1: Definitely. Good afternoon, Susan. Pleasure to be with you. Thank you for allowing me to join you. Uh, good afternoon team um, i'm a certified financial planner as susan mentioned the senior wealth advisor but really what that means is i have completed the licensing and studying to become a certified financial planner allowing individuals to have a deeper concept or idea of their financial picture we look at everything from asset management we look at insurance we look at um, retirement assets we look at estate planning there's so many different facets about seven different areas that we encompass Um, And really what this means is I take all of those areas and I'm able to go ahead and curate a financial plan that is unique to the needs of those individuals, right? Um, I think of a financial plan really as a roadmap. Where am I today and where do I want to be? And while I can do the number crunching and and so forth and preparing recommendations, it really comes down to you, right? What are the goals that we're looking for? Where do we want to be? So it's a collaborative effort effort. Um, And, you know, one big distinction is I really place the interest of my clients at the forefront, right? We're Mm -hmm. fiduciaries, we do what's right for them. So hopefully that helped a little bit, you know, when it comes to financial planning.
0: Well, well that is, it's so interesting. And how did you actually get started? How did you figure, That, you know, this is kind of where you wanted to be. So let's go back to, you know, when you maybe were a young girl in high school and, and then how did you then, you know, transform yourself into this position?
1: and I think you hit the nail on the head it was high school I remember knowing immediately I wanted to get into the business world Mm -hmm. um initially I was thinking international management because I also speak Spanish I could dabble in French um and then I continued to know it was just business business was going to be the passion that I wanted to get into but let's fast forward or at least excuse me let's rewind a little bit um and this really comes back to some critical points in my childhood and it comes back to the way that we were raised right Mm -hmm these key times um, anything from zero to eight years old really for me Um, I grew up a great family Uh, my parents were married my dad was an entrepreneur my both of them were working and uh, at the age of eight uh, so we were going to private school we had you know the car the house everything looked great on the outside Um, and at the age of eight my parents got divorced and so they also filed for bankruptcy and in Mm. I think a matter of a month Everything that I knew had changed where I was going to school uh, My mom was now in charge of raising four daughters
0: and Mm. doing this
1: all with one salary Susan, you know where I'm getting with this. I Realized how important it is to manage your assets To have money to be able to count on yourself. Really, you know I, I saw so much resiliency from my mom and other women around me that I think that those those effects as a, as a child really kind of hit me at the back and said I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to make sure that there is wealth in my life but you know what I want to do is I want to help other individuals create and maintain wealth. So from high school I knew what I wanted to do oh I got my gosh college <laughs> I <got> into college <laughs> yeah. graduated in four years right um, I was always told to have a career don't have a job so i knew that I, I, I knew very from the beginning i want to work for the right team um so i was working with a fortune 500 company straight out of college it was wonderful uh and it was 2008 susan so you know what was happening during right. that time period um right before you know the big you know recession that's happening in 2008 the housing collapse um so it has to be you know these uh, life events that happen and i used these challenges To really change them into strengths and saying, hey, if this is a point of weakness that I see and I've been impacted by, I want to make sure that that's not a crutch for me, but that I can use this as a strength. So I dedicated my life to this point, right, is studying and understanding more about the industry that I'm in today.
0: Wow. Now, how long does it take to do the Certified Financial Planner program?
1: Great question. So um, after college, I got my Series sixty five. I got different licenses, but to your question, there it takes about fourteen months from start to finish.
0: You do it part time as you're doing your full time job. Is it sort of exactly? Okay,
1: exactly. I'll tell you what that was like. It's usually about five thousand dollars. You know, to take to get the exam preparation materials. Uh, you're working a full-time full-time job many of the time, um, studying, doing online classes, and then you know there's a certain requirements. There's certain examinations that have to be done that allow you to actually even just sit for this seven-hour
0: exam. Wow.
1: Okay. um so at the end of those 12 months really i had two additional months to just kind of review review re- prepare. um it was worth it i had a complete pause in my life during that time period it was 2017 and i remember it was you know you work you study you go home um, <laughs> i was working and probably every day i was studying at least eight hours a day which is a lot wow um, i would fit in in the morning like i would wake up around four thirty in the morning make sure i studied one hour before work one hour at lunch and then after work um so it was a lot of time uh, but it was definitely worth it and uh you know to your point today I probably make up uh for women we make up about 23 percent of all fi- of financial planners right now in the u.s women do
0: and then and then what about hispanic women
1: So uh, I'm one of 2% in the nation, right, Hispanic women in the certified, as a certified financial planner. So uh, definitely an industry that has, for the long, long time, been male-oriented, but yeah, we're trying to continue to share and advance the industry in itself, right? I think we shared this earlier, Susan, but diversification is, is, diversification and diversity is extremely important when it comes to the services we can provide, right, as each one of us brings a a uniqueness to the industry um, and yeah. so hopefully we're able to bring in more
0: women of color so then when you went to university and you took business or accounting um, what can you remember what percentage of your class was women versus men
1: it was pretty half and half actually okay. you know new mexico is pretty diverse and we mm-hmm. do have you know quite a bit of and, and you can probably see this there is a large number of women going back to college going to school right um, and so I remember it being pretty balanced out, but the more that I got into my finance or accounting classes, yes, you would see the women kind of stray, right? Many women would go into marketing or entrepreneurship, but we started, I started to see at least those classes in accounting or
0: finance were a little more male heavy. So why would you say that? It, it, it sounds like it's more of an interest. Is it that women are sort of more interested in in marketing than let's say in finance and accounting or any ideas? I
1: think this hits on some areas where for the long time the industry has been very, very male focused, mm-hmm. right? So we're used to seeing males in these roles. Yes. And as a woman, maybe it's our psyche or some kind of subconscious ideas that, well, this is probably better suited to me. Right? Right. Um, you've heard of it, imposter syndrome. Can I really do that? Am I really, um, capable? And I think that that could, that can probably be part of formulating these decisions for women.
0: You know, they say it's, it's so powerful for our young people, um, men and women or boys and girls to be able to see themselves in a career. Yes. Right. So it could be in the, in the nurse's profession, which is Completely the other way, right? I think it's like yeah. 10% male. It's the more you can see yourself doing those types of jobs, the more you can uh-huh. actually feel that you're right, you can do it. You know, that I won't be an imposter, that I am capable, I can do it. And I think, um, you know, the more that women like you get into that industry and can show that you can have success is probably yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, visualization,
1: right? That's what you're hitting yeah. on right there. Yeah. Is that we can see ourselves, we know um i think to your point there as well as i think it's going to take a lot of advocacy and if you know other women who are interested in a certain field you know is mentoring or talking Mm -hmm. to them i think people want to be asked people want to help um, so, I, I, you know, we do a lot of, uh, I, I work with a few different communities, uh, you know, different organizations in the community, and part of this is also job shadowing, right, showing kind of the day in the life of a financial advisor and helping individuals understand what is it really that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like you said, is exposure, exposure from a young age, uh, whether that be, you know, an attorney, a doctor, finance, mm-hmm. anything else is allowing children or individuals to understand what, what, what these roles can offer them
0: and i think you've had a couple of really great awards for for being probably who you are and and what you're doing so tell me a little bit about the two so that the la- the most recent one was 2021 you were on a women's influence list okay. in in, Al- in albuquerque so tell yeah. us a little bit about that
1: yeah that was a wonderful accomplishment um i was awarded by the Albuquerque Business Journal, one of the top 25 women of of influence for New Mexico. A huge privilege here. And again, it speaks to the work that I'm doing in my industry. As a minority, um, as someone who's really focused as well on women and wealth right um many times women can see themselves as well i don't earn as much as a man well i had to take take off of work to raise the kids Um, well you know typically we've seen that women tend to have a longer lifespan well we might look at these negatives but they're not really negatives. let's let's look at them and look at how we can turn these into strong suits so a lot of the work that i do as an advisor as well um is really kind of saying where are you today and for women we might say well you you do have that potential to have a longer life because of timeline and and so forth However, this might be something that's really great. You have a longer period to save. So a lot of the work that we do is also preparing women for retirement, Mm -hmm. getting their finances in order, getting a financial plan. Um, Susan, I talk to individuals and they say, I have a financial plan. It's in my head it's in your head it's an idea okay it, it needs to be on paper so what i do is i work with individuals um you know maybe it's before they're married after marriage or sometimes you know things happen right mm-hmm. the loss of a loved one a divorce whatever that might be and it's an important time to go back to that plan and say what's changed right where do i need to be so education around investing uh, awareness is extremely important to me i think it can be kind of like um You know disney when i get married everything's going to be fixed yeah oh i know and and women can many times think well when i get married if when i have my husband he'll figure it out for us um and the reality is it's it's our responsibility you know and i can speak from truth of seeing my mom walk Mm -hmm. down this path and thinking well my husband's going to take care of that Mm -hmm. well he's going to do it and I think that it's important for women to understand their finances and if they don't understand them, then work with a team that can help you, right? There's a lot of resources out there, but to say, I'm scared and I'm not going to do anything about it is complete ignorance.
0: So I guess that brings up another question. Let's, uh, let's, let's kind of talk about this women in money thing, because. Uh You know what, I mean, maybe do you have a larger percentage of women as clients than let's say a man would? Or... I'm not sure if it's more, but no.
1: I, I, I definitely focus on marketing and understanding the needs of my of the women clients that okay. I have, and if they're married, you know, a uh, man and husband, if, if that is the relationship, you know, I make sure that we engage females, and the reason that I also do that, Susan, is that's part of their money, and the likelihood that they will inherit those assets yes.
0: is even right. higher, right? right?
1: So let's have those conversations earlier on. um, We've seen it. You've heard it. I'm sure where I don't know. My husband passed away and I don't know where anything is. Uh, I don't know what to do with this. And, and, um, You know, I just don't want that for my clients. So I don't typically see that it's uh, more, more female driven in in my book of business that I'm working on right now, but I, I do make sure that I pull the women into the room as well and have a conversation and understand what's important to her, what's important to him and make sure everyone knows that we're on the same team, right? We're going in the same direction.
0: Yeah. And then you had another award. So you were in 2018, 40 under 40 honoree for young professionals yes i was
1: i was i was like super exciting i've been so humbled i used to dream about getting these awards again the visualization Um, one of my friends got it and i was like oh it would be so amazing if one day and you know three years later it happened but um i got this award 40 under 40 and again because of the work that i'm doing in my industry um susan i've had really great opportunities to work with clients not only in new mexico but throughout the southwest and alaska um as you know here in New Mexico we have a really big tribal presence as well and um with that you know again we've been able to serve quite a few uh very large sizable tribal entities uh here in New Mexico and and Alaska and that's been a lot of the passion of what I do is using my skill set to serve these communities that can many times be overlooked. Um, And just coming to them with the realization and and helping them understand their financial, you know, where they are financially and how to get them to their end goals. Um, Part of that as well, just to kind of highlight another distinction there, or probably why, you know, we looked at these awards was um, giving back to the community Mm -hmm. as well. So uh, Santa Fe Indian School is a prestigious school here in Santa Fe, Um, and we're focused on our tribal communities as well. So we focused on a 12th grade class, is talking to them about finances and making sure that they understand, you know, the opportunities that they'll be having in college for higher paying roles and jobs and Mm -hmm. how important these next four years of their life was gonna be. So um, I think that that's another really great part of just getting back to the community. What are you good at? How can you help? And like I said, is I really wanted to use the challenges that I've faced and that my family has faced uh, mm-hmm. as a strength.
0: Yeah. And I know with being in high school, even, you know, we learn algebra, we learn calculus, but we don't learn how to balance a checkbook or a bank account. Nope. It It's really unbelievable. And, and I, I'm, with that type of program that you're doing. And I'm sure that there are other schools that are doing it, but right. You get out and for summary and my parents never taught me. So I'm just like, okay. And you think it would be easier than algebra or calculus, but I think money also, there's a lot of emotion around money, right? Um, Do you ever get sort of counseling your clients about kind of the emotion of money and Yes,
1: we do. And I I think sometimes I can feel like a counselor talking Uh to my clients. Um, You know, we have everything, like I said, the birth of a baby to the loss of a loved one. And it can be very emotional, right? Um, Most recently, I had a client. Her her father had passed away, and he left her this really nice sum of money. But she hadn't done anything with it for two years Mm. because it was tied to her father's way and it was hard to be ready and to make changes um and it's such a beautiful part of what we do so we do a lot of counseling around it um uh, around what does this money mean what can it create and kind of Mm. tying it back to those goals that clients have um, we also can play kind of you know educator and teacher around money and good habits bad habits right um i might be one to say okay we're going to be creating wealth but if my client's kind of poking holes at the bottom of that bucket we it's going to take a lot longer mm-hmm. right so yeah. we definitely educate around you know um what do i need what do i want mm-hmm. what do i wish for and we can mix those buckets and it can be to your detriment. So there's a lot of education there. Um, There's a lot of support and really it's trust. And I think that's why many times women are really well suited for roles and advisor, you know, asking questions, Mm -hmm. right? Open-ended questions, listening, being empathetic, um, but it comes down to trust, Susan. Right? Mm-hmm. Working with the right advisor that you can trust—it's mm-hmm. going to help you for that long term. Uh, That—that's critical. You know, I can show you the numbers all day. The clients don't usually choose somebody just based on numbers. Yeah. They like, do right.
0: I trust you? Yeah. I- yeah, I can. I can get that. What is the pay equity like then between in so between the women who are in your industry and the men? Is it does it tend to be equal based on the work you do? Is there still a bit of a gap? I hope
1: so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, but the reality is it's not right. Um, I okay. did, unfortunately, we can't pull the rest of our you know, team yeah. and say, what are you earning? This is what I'm earning. But I did pull some numbers on that. And it's just very interesting to see. Um, overall, in the nation, we're looking at a disparity, or at least women are earning $0.82 cents to every dollar a male earns now within the financial services area that i'm in we typically see that drop even lower to about 72 cents to every dollar right and i think that that's horrible because i would hope that in today's day we are getting compensated for the work for the skill that we are bringing to our, our roles to our clients to our community um i'll tell you something that happened to me when i first entered the industry and again you know fortune 500 company And me and my friend started discussing our bonuses. We probably shouldn't (laughs) have. He's he's a male. And we both got qualified for the exact same role. And in my mind, I was doing more work than he was, okay? So we go through bonuses. And he told me his bonus. And it was substantially higher than mine. Mm. And he said, well, it's because, you know, my wife, you know, she doesn't work. So I should probably be earning more than you do, right? And I remember thinking that. I'm like, wow, is that what most individuals think that because a spouse doesn't work they should be earning more um so it's very interesting because it might be something that has a little more root there um many of my male counterparts and just overall in the financial industries their spouse doesn't work right they're pulling long hours and they're the breadwinner and many times they're males and they're earning more you know so it's unfortunate, but I I do hope that with additional reform and additional, um, understanding and respect Mm -hmm. for one another, Mm -hmm. we can continue to raise these values and and raise these rates uh, for each other and for women as well.
0: Wow. So do you think like, like when you started with this, oh, he was already married. So do you think that they took that in consideration when they came up with the bonus or?
1: I wonder, I you know, I really do wonder what goes behind that, yeah, those minds. Like, yeah. well, she's a stay-at-home wife, and so we should probably pay him more. But Melissa, you know, she she's single, or Melissa's engaged, or something. Right? Yes, it's not fair. I really think about it, and I'm like, well, I wasn't married. I don't. I didn't have anybody. So, am I really where I should be, or I'm I'm behind even more?
0: Right? Yeah, it, it's so interesting. It is it, how those the excuses come up. The uh-huh. the other excuse that comes up sometimes is women can't do certain jobs or get promoted because they have family and they uh-huh. have children. And yet nobody ever stops to say, oh, this man has children because he does. Yeah. But for some reason, it still falls on the woman as what seems to be the primary caregiver for the children. So uh-huh. it's, I think just again, just talking about it and bringing out some of these untruths um, and or biases that people think about and feel is yeah. is hopefully going to help us move I forward.
1: Agree. I agree. And industry wise, only about fifteen percent of executives are female. So mm. you hit something really really great there, Susan. Is you know as, as our jobs evolve, sometimes they can become more demanding, and we have to choose. And I don't think we have to choose, but there is a level of will the children will this, and, and I might take a back step to my career which leaves this huge gap right for Mm -hmm. many for many women and say you know either i'm going to reduce my hours leave the workforce or or maybe i'm not going to push myself for senior manager because i know that it's going to entail more work Mm -hmm. right so um, a lot of that comes in and again that imposter syndrome
0: too the true can i really do this can i do it all and i don't see a lot of maybe women who i can model from either who are doing it all Right, so uh-huh. so the more that happens, the the better it will get. So tell me, what would you tell a younger woman who is wanting to get into the financial industry and and become a certified financial planner? Even what would you, what kind of advice would you give?
1: Definitely, I would encourage her to do it. The earlier you get started, the better. I can definitely attest that this decision to become a certified financial planner and to pass my examination in 2018 has opened every single door, Um, increased my salary, increased opportunities so, so much. Um, I would encourage her to follow up with the CFP program, there is an opportunity to look for mentors on there, other individuals in your community who have passed the exam, who have gone through the program and can really help you and encourage you along the path, right? Um, Especially if you don't know someone close to you who's already gone through the process. Um, and, And most importantly, the industry needs you. The industry needs more women. It also needs more diversity, uh, just more women of color as well to kind of, you know, help create this future. The reality is that, you know, again, as we look at that nation and the makeup of our nation, we're going to continue to see more and more diversification. So we'll probably look more like your client in the future. I so know. We
0: need you. <laughs> and and anything else that you want to share today sure. that, that we, sure. yeah. Anything else?
1: I, um, you know, just when it comes to finances, I would highly encourage women to take control of their finances. To ask the questions to work with the right team, the financial team, to help set them up for success. You know, in these situations, education is going to be power, and we've seen it before. You've heard it. The future's female. The reality is that many, many women are coming into wealth and money. Right? Mm-hmm. There is going to be a huge, mm-hmm. uh, you know, transfer of assets that will be occurring. And I encourage women. If you know, maybe you're not at that level of what we might call wealth today. Right? Whatever that is for each and every one of us. Uh, it's important to get started, right? You have the opportunity to create that, create that wealth that you want for your future. So highly encourage women to take control of their finances and have a financial plan.
0: Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining the women's evolution podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Susan. It was a pleasure.
0: I want to thank you for listening to the podcasts and spreading the word.